0: Welcome to the Coconuts Podcast. Today is February 26, 2021. The Coconuts Podcast is your home for top trending news and pop culture from all across Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. I'm Sam Lee.
1: And I'm Bim Shanbekam. Hello, Vim, and welcome to the Coconuts Podcast. What is up? Whoa, what's what's up with uh, exorcist, <laughs> the exorcist? The exorcist y voice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking that because we say the same shit every week.
0: Should I start <laughs> off like every every like intro with like a different accent, you know? Like, yes. You know? Yeah, okay. I agree. First, I
1: agree. I, I just started watching like Br- Bridgerton. Bridgerton? How do you <gasps> even say it? I don't even know. Bridgerton.
0: Bridgerton. Brid- yes, my lady. Yes. <laughs>
1: So I feel like every week should be like a different accent and and, and watching like WandaVision is the same thing. Like oh there's my- all these like old timey like accents. No spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. Oh, oh
0: yeah. Oh mm. my god, episode eight coming soon. Uh, <laughs> uh. Excited. Yeah, the funny
1: okay. the funny thing is, yeah, for for people in Asia and especially Singapore and I want to see like some other countries in Southeast Asia, but I guess like Singapore more importantly, um Disney Plus has arrived, my friends, which means yeah. eight aka i don't need friends i feel like after i have disney plus don't need them i'll just be at home whole time
0: mm-hmm. me and wanda <laughs> maximoff are just going to be chilling all of you I, I all my friends um it was nice knowing you i think we had some really good times but now it's time to go and rewatch all of my um disney shows that i grew up with so if you need <sighs> me don't because i am going to be under you know a blanket just watching all of this so yeah <laughs> you're never gonna hear from me again
1: I feel like that's like the future of everyone's lives, like, you know, because every platform now is like, popping in with their own library of like, crazy shows and movies and whatnot. Like, I feel like maybe we were made to have COVID. Like, we don't need to go out. We'll just stay at home and stream stuff all the time
0: controversial but could be true could be true i'm like i'm just waiting to see right just because like we have disney plus now in singapore not to brag again but yeah like what's going to be pulled out from netflix and yeah it's it's a whole damn thing it's like yeah this feels very important to talk about yeah
1: the stream wars have arrived stay tuned to see who reigns supreme
0: okay i better stop (laughs) that advertise with our in-house agency growth fast funny digital Join forces with us to slay buzzwords, rise above the noise, and sow the seeds of something great. Get in touch via coconuts.co slash grove.
1: And on to our top stories. We start off in Bangkok, where this is a conspiracy theory, boom, boom, boom. So Thailand has been accused of being patient zero. Uh, so a Danish news report basically said that like, um, the coronavirus uh, emerged from Bangkok's Chuck-to-Chuck market, Chuck-to-Chuck market being a massive, massive uh, day and day and night market. I would say, like with little t- tiny shops. I think there's, it's basically like there's what, like over hundreds of shops, hundreds of shops, and they sell everything from food to uh, counterfeit, should we say, like bags, <laughs> branded bags. To you could get a massage there if you wanted to. They also, unfortunately, sell. Um, animals, which is not cool um, because they're all like caged up and probably not taken care of very well. But it's also like a wet market. Um, There's all kinds of stuff there. And uh, Mm -hmm. um, a Danish report came out and said that like, uh, yeah, like it could be that the coronavirus didn't come from China, but it came from Southeast Asia with Bangkok being a suspect. But Mm. a public health official has officially refuted the report saying that, nope, it's not from us. Um, the disease control department of Thailand uh, basically just said that this is not a possibility. Um, the Danish news report was full of it. And um, that, you know, they took every um, protocol to make sure that this isn't true. And there's no academic proof that it came from any animal um, from Chuck Chuck. So controversial man. people throwing around like um, all these like conspiracy theories. Even now, mm-hmm. like after, like <laughs> you know, like, it's been a yeah.
0: year. Holy shit, dude!
1: Yeah, I feel like at this point, like I don't, I don't care where it came from. Like I just want it to be gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, the fuck. <laughs> how? But we work on that.
1: Yeah, like I don't care. I don't care where it came from. Like who cares? Like that's just like trying to blame people. Like let's just get rid of it. That's the more most important thing. Like yeah. I mean,
0: it's like no, it's your wet market. No, it's your wet market.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Chuck has like all kinds of uh, crazy stuff. I mean, you've been to Chuck Summer. Yes, I mean, they have like, like you know, especially in the animal section, they have like exotic animals like snakes and meerkats yeah. and spiders and bats too, which, you know, obviously a lot of people claim was uh, the cause of the coronavirus in Wuhan. So mm. um, who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, but the controversial uh, Danish newspaper is called the Politiken, uh founded in 1884. Um but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm
0: just wondering like why this is like surfacing now. It's like, you know, as as Singaporean, it's like every birth everybody's like birthright to go there at least once last. Like, so it's like we have a special affinity for chatuchak also known as JJ mm-hmm. by the locals. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> like you you leave her name out of your freaking mouth, bro. Like, where is this from? Like a year later you're gonna tell me it's from Chatu No, sir. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: leave her out of this.
1: What do you do? What do you do?
0: Mm Hmm. (laughs) Oh, I missed Dr. Trump. Okay. And over in Bali, holy freaking shit, Um, this Indonesian fisherman finds a baby shark with a human face and before we start singing that stupid ass addictive song, you you gotta look at the freaking photo of this one because this dude looks demonic as hell and if I may... (laughs) it's so upsetting bro like I'm just staring straight at this dude he like the underside of the shark right has like two freaking eyes and, and very unfortunately it looks like he actually is wearing a KKK hood like if you look at the <laughs> eyes and the mouth holy shit that is it's so unsettling I don't even know what to say
1: a KKK like a racist shark like just imagine like the Jaws was like racist like it wouldn't eat any holy black shit. people or like oh, people of, my or people of color <laughs>
0: I, I'm, I'm freaking crying, but what is this? I, I just don't know. But yeah, of course, you know, the same way we're all yelling over here, um, this dude with a human face has caused quite a bit of online hubbub in Indonesia after a fisherman from East Nusa Tenggara found uh, the peculiar creature after cutting up its mother recent Wait a damn second. He was cutting up the shark's mother. Well, okay then.
1: But yeah, mm-hmm. the bizarre
0: discovery only came to light after the fisherman identified as 48-year-old Abdullah Farrow went home to cut an adult shark that he had caught in his (gasps) trawl while night fishing over the weekend. And yeah, he later told um, local media outlets that he found three pups in the stomach and then one of these motherfuckers looked like this.
1: (laughs) He kind of looks like a weird, like kind of the Pillsbury Doughboy a little bit. Like, doesn't he? Left in the (laughs) oven
0: too long, yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like it it looks so weird. Like like, he doesn't even have like big teeth.
0: Yeah, he looks like toothless as shit, right? And then he's just like the two eyes. Man, man looks weird as hell. But um, it's
1: a, like a ghost shark—that's what he looks like, yeah. like a
0: baby shark.
1: Baby shark, baby shark. Oh no! Baby shark. Why do you do this? Our 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 listeners are gonna kill us because that that earworm is gonna be like in there ears forever
0: come on come on we were all thinking it but yeah True. this is this weird as shit because like shark fishing is still allowed in Indonesia despite sharks being listed as an endangered species then now you see what you see what you do you choose to figure in like fish for an endangered species you get this motherfucker what the fuck <laughs> throw it back bro
1: fair enough well from From uh, annoying douchebag sharks, we go to (laughs) Indonesia, where unfortunately, oh dear, Indonesia, you got called out, son. (gasps) Because mind your own online manners, Indonesia is last in Southeast Asia, digital (laughs) civility. (laughs) So basically, Microsoft ran a digital civility uh, index, like a survey to see um, which country... Uh, Was civil, and you know um, where they could promote like safe, healthy, respectful online interactions. Unfortunately, um, Indonesia came out at the bottom. Um, they basically said that Indonesians face um, almost every day um, hoaxes, scams, frauds, hate speech, discrimination. The list goes on. But essentially, digital world, the digital world, in Indonesia. Is a little whack. Um, there are unfortunately a lot of bullies. There's a lot of uh, hate speech. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, and I'm actually kind of shocked by this, but Singapore is actually scored the best in Southeast Asia, <laughs> which is quite interesting, and actually globally fourth. Um, so also shocking. Um, and Malaysia uh, is second, Thailand being third, Vietnam being fourth. So um yeah controversial controversial survey by by Microsoft um but also kind of one that you know um tells us about what you have to do to be good people online um just to be clear the survey uh surveyed over about 16,000 teens and adults uh, across 30 countries so um i would say 16,000 people is probably not a massive uh sample size but Still, very interesting, uh, very interesting uh, results.
0: Girl, I have to laugh because, like, what? Singapore scored the best in Southeast Asia. <laughs> this person clearly did not go to Hardware Zone and, like, look at the comments there or, like, any fucking comment on, like, a Street Times article.
1: You're kidding. <laughs> You're oh, fucking kidding, bro. Shots fired. Shots fired.
0: I mean, the amount of. You, you've just seen, like, all of the beautiful, very intelligent comments on all of these <laughs> posts. It's, I, I don't understand how we clinched first place in Asia.
1: <laughs> because I think because no one uses Microsoft in Singapore, that's one okay. way.
0: <laughs> Yeah, oh. and I'm thinking, like, is it because, like, we are very little people or we're a small country compared to our beautiful neighbors? But that's you're telling me that- Singaporeans are mm-hmm. the nicest on the internet. Well...
1: I think probably like all the countries have a lot of douchebags, but like we just yeah. have uh, by capita less douchebags than other countries.
0: <laughs> we need to increase the sample size straight away. <laughs> Over in Hong Kong. A hotel apologizes and offers free afternoon tea to guests who said a stranger charged into her room. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Um, so a Sim Shasui hotel has apologized to a staycation guest and offered her a free afternoon tea set as compensation after a stranger charged in her room while she was asleep. The guest, surnamed Chan, shared her experience at the four-star Gateway Hotel in a popular Facebook group. And she said, I was sleeping when suddenly a male stranger charged into my room. I immediately called the hotel to complain and waited an hour before they replied, adding that she was super angry and honestly same. So Chan said that the hotel initially told her that the intruder was a cleaning lady. But Mm. after reviewing the CCTV footage, The hotel clarified that the person was a male staff member who was wearing a t-shirt that was work-issued, but not the traditional hotel uniform commonly worn by personnel. And yeah, she said that she declined the hotel's offer of afternoon tea on the house, whatever the fuck that is, and demanded a refund for her room before leaving. Honestly, same. This fucking terrifying as shit. Like, as a woman in this fucking earth, I'm gesturing broadly to my surroundings. What the fuck? Yeah, what the- This scary as shit!
1: Yeah, and, and like uh, they didn't say like the dude like what happened with the dude, right? Like, he 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 left, I assume, or I hope he like, cool. or did he like talk to her or, or some shit? But like that's yeah, I, I like how like <laughs> this is solved by yeah, you could have some tea on the house.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. big deal. Just have a tea. Calm down. It's no big deal.
1: Here's no, like I- in- invasion trauma, but let's have some direct to chill.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Honestly, if this happened to me, right, I would punch the dude and then not go to jail for it. I can guarantee it. Just like, oh my
1: gosh, what that's the hell? awful. That's yeah. so like so whack. Stupid oh, ass go. Hong Kong hotels. Get yes. your acts together. Mhm. Well, this next story is is really like I think we're all gonna get pissed the f off. Really? Um So in Kale. A postman is suspected of slingshotting a dog. Um, he got suspended because of that. But just to be clear, like so, um, there's a postman um, working for uh, Post Malaysia, which is their national uh, post post system, I guess. And um, the guy, this guy, was like delivering like uh, letters or a parcel. Um, went up to a gate, and there was a dog, a puppy, in the house, and. He basically, like, was trying to enter the house, I think, uh, to Mm. um, deliver something and, like, um, shot something at the dog, which probably was, like, a rubber band, um, which looked like a rubber band. And all this, obviously, was caught on CCTV. The video of this, like, went viral, but the dog, like, basically was injured in the eye and, like, ran Mm. off. Um, So, yeah. (sighs) I don't even know where to start. Like, I mean... There's a special place in hell for people who hurt animals. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. So Yeah,
0: and I'm going to meet him there for when I punch him to death. Yeah,
1: I yeah, I mean I mean like I understand, you need to do your job. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole yeah. bunch of ways to do that. If you need to come back the next day, come back the next day. You need to leave a note, leave a note if no one's like opening the door or whatever. But like why why hurt a puppy? Why hurt a dog? Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything. He's doing. He lives there. That's his house.
0: Mm-hmm. You're intruding, you idiot.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, he's been suspended. Um, there's an quote-unquote investigation, but let's see what comes of this. Um, yeah, it's kind of a uh, literal... This guy's a literal douchebag.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to flick something in his forehead, you know, make it really hurt. Yeah. And moving on to Manila, this real sad, a two-year-old boy dies in Quezon City after plugging a spoon into an extension cord. Oh, shit. Yeah, so the two-year-old resident of Quezon City named Jake Angara is dead after he mistakenly plugged a metal spoon into an electrical extension cord. And yeah, his mother was just making formula milk for him using a metal spoon and she left the spoon in an area that was supposedly out of his reach, but somehow the toddler managed to get it.
1: Oh and yeah, no. yeah, she
0: said, just as I was um, going to open the door, I heard an explosion. I became nervous, but I thought something just fell. Um, she told this television show, Saksi. And my husband screamed and Jake was electrocuted. (sighs) But yeah, I don't know about our extension cords being safe because, you know, they're like different ones for different regions, right? And some days it really feels like the ones that we have in Singapore and maybe the Philippines. Yeah, the holes are kind of bigger than maybe what you would find in Australia. I'm like, what is the solution actually?
1: Uh, It's just like one of those like really unfortunate situations. Mm. Yeah. Sad. Poor family, you know? Yep. Well, now if you thought that dog story would piss you off Mm. summer, this is next level shit. That's all I gotta say. Mm. In Singapore, uh, an American anti-trans activist has been invited Mm. to give Singaporeans a better understanding that transgenderism is a myth. And, oh, I mean, there's, yeah, all I got to say is that this is a crazy story. So an American doctor, uh, Quentin Van Meter, who is a extreme right um, personality in the States, um, he's been invited to Singapore to be part of a panel uh, called Transgenderism, Science versus Ideology, uh, which is run by Focus on the Family Singapore's Jason Wong. And Mm. it's really a panel talking about how Uh, people have different views about sexual orientation and gender Mm -hmm. dysphoria. It's a highly controversial uh, story because um, while many Singaporean conservatives are against like importing Western culture, it looks as though here they're just like giving a free pass to this almost, I would say uh, crazy personality that's going to come in and talk about um, how transgenderism is terrible. So it's controversial because like last year, Texas court kind of ruled that uh, Van Meter uh, wasn't even a expert in the issue. Um, And that like, uh, he believes in crazy stuff, like, you know, that transgender teens should be given like puberty blockers. um, And they should be like, he thinks that like there should be things like um, gay conversion, coercion uh, therapy, um, he's just like a, like a lunatic. (laughs) That's what Mm -hmm. I think. And, and it's just really, really like disheartening that, you know, that our country Singapore is bringing in people like this. And this is like such a controversial topic that why, why is this even like, I understand people have like different views. I understand that. And I understand that there are fundamentalists, Christian Christian groups that are, you know, very against um, LGBTQ lifestyles. I even hate calling it lifestyles, but, uh, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like, uh, I think it's just like, disappointing and almost revolting, which is which is what one of the netizens wrote. In fact, a lot of netizens are just like up in arms and like, in a way we're kind of promoting like hate speech in a way. And I think it's just kind of like effed up that like, you know, we have someone like this guy coming here, um, to Singapore.
0: And and this comes at a time where our boy, um, the Minister for Education, Mr. Lawrence Wong,
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: just referred to gender identity issues, bitterly contested sources of division, and said that Singapore, and I quote, should not import these cultural wars. Well, who the fuck is importing cultural wars now when you like freaking invite this dickhead, Mr. Quentin Van Shithead, to come here and talk about I quote transgenderism as a myth. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, for the most part like I don't want to like slam them. I don't want to get uh puff mud, but you know, we're not fans. Um and this is just like kind of just a, a more icing of the cake. I mean, it, it it's just like a uh he he he's a controversial figure and like, mm. you know, the thing is that like he's already been like sort of um, discredit like for 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 that matter, like you know, I I do think that you know, like for for a large part, like Sing- Singapore does try to bring in people who are professional, who have like you know proper like credit. Um, but in this case, like it's really it's really extreme. And what's your like? What is the end game here? What do you want to do? What do you want to get out of it? Like mm-hmm. even if you're you know uh, against transgender people uh if you're against lgbtq people um what do you want to do like who are you trying to convince your own people your own people already believe that shit you know what i mean like mm-hmm. whatever like who are you trying what are you trying to do like i don't understand like what the out what outcome they want it's just like basically you're just causing more like friction and drama and conflict that you know you just exactly. want to yeah you're just like you're just you're just stirring the pot for no no reason and that's and mm. best- the that's the problem you know like you can have your own beliefs it's fine as long as you're not hurting anyone you can sleep in a corner you can hide in a corner you can have your like secret like like cultish (laughs) (laughs) cultish meetings and do whatever you want and and that's fine but but like don't don't try to like you know like this is just creating more and more drama which is not cool Mm -hmm.
0: like this dude just sat there and ate his own fucking food because van meter's group Rejected Ugh. that it is anti-trans, right? But then it says that it has never attacked anyone and has only promoted positions rooted in signs that dispel their ideology and agenda. Man really said with his whole fucking chest, water is not wet, but you know what? It is not dry. What oh, the fuck are you up. saying, bro? Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Shut the fuck up.
1: <sighs> Worst.
0: You look like a dickhead too. Just saying. <laughs>
1: No, he looks like the, like, he looks how he should look. Does that make sense? Uh Like, if you you thought about, like, hmm, let's see. Extremist, racist, sexist. um, Of course he
0: smiles like that, you know? (laughs)
1: Like, you know, like, gay, LGBTQ, transgender hating person. If you think about it, oh, wait, that's how he would look. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. That's so weird.
1: Thinking about science
0: and, yeah, dispelling ideologies, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, our top story for the week, it comes from Yangon, and it's this dude, another crazy person, I would say, you know? Yeah, there's, like, really no lack of them, really. Uh, So this dude goes, I will shoot your fucking faces. This gun-toting soldier, he's threatening Myanmar protesters on Facebook. So yeah, real bullets, real guns, and real threats, this man dressed in army green took to Facebook Live to show off his arsenal and threatened to kill anyone protesting Myanmar's military takeover. Just speaking about talking, like, being real loud about being stupid. But okay. So he identified himself as a military officer named Sui, And I hope I'm saying that right. Um, he said he would shoot anyone engaging in any form of civil disobedience when he went out on patrol at night while taking turns aiming different guns at the camera. Ooh, big boy with his little guns. Yeah, so he goes and says, I will shoot anyone I see on the streets with this gun, he tells viewers. He says, I'll shoot your fucking faces. Got it? Got it. Gosh. Yeah, over the course of several minutes, he brandishes a handgun, an M14 battle rifle, and like rounds of ammunition, while taking turns insisting that each is genuine and not a toy, understand? Says he. Um. So he says, I'll knock your head off as soon as you drum the pots and pans. Okay, really cool. <sighs> uh. Yeah. And he's like, these are not toy guns. Look here for real bullets. Real bullets! Okay, fine. We fucking get it, dude. But yeah, there's no way to know for sure actually... If he's actually a soldier, or if he's just the boot leather sniffing incel he appears to be in the video, but okay.
1: What the hell?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's like the the pandemic in the pandemic is stupid people, and then like right here, right here, this dude. Yeah, the
1: freaking
0: epitome of it.
1: I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> am gonna say it's like what the hell, like what, what? Oh my gosh, like like as though as though the people of Myanmar don't have their hands full already. Like, you need to have, mm. like, some douchebag, like, trying to, like, murder them, you know? Like,
0: yeah, some scary-ass shit. Like, I, re- I really hope the people in Myanmar are okay, because, like, I don't know, there's been, like, reports of attacks during nighttime, like, this crazy idiot um, running around with guns and just shooting people on sight.
1: <sighs> but also, like, what? I mean, I understand, like, you want to, whatever, you hate certain situations, whatever it might be, but really you want to put on video like you know like you're that's that's you for the rest of your life right like that's you're done like you'll always be the crazy machine gun person who tried to kill people in myanmar Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) that's you as the exactly as the young kids would say weird flex but okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) i shouldn't i shouldn't laugh because it's serious but like yeah weird flex indeed (laughs) weird Weird flex yeah
0: and our guest for this week, we talked to our editor from Coconuts Bali, Shaney, about sea turtle trouble in Bali. Like, there were some reports of, oof, a shitload of turtles washing ashore. And yeah, have Thank a listen. You. Hi, Shaney, Welcome to the show. Hey, Summer. Thanks for having me welcome welcome so we're here today to talk about a very devastating thing that's happening in bali could you tell us what on earth is happening with the sea turtles
2: all right so for the past um i guess it's been a month now that you know we've been seeing a lot of uh, turtles trending on bali beaches um mm-hmm. i noticed it because it started popping up on my instagram you know like this discoveries mm-hmm. of like turtles just dying And I was like, wait, this has been happening a lot more, hasn't it? So I kind of like went on a little um, investigation, if you will, online investigation, that is, and found that, Mm -hmm. you know, at least um, since January 24th or something, I believe,
0: there's been like at least 22 sea turtles that have washed up in Bali. Okay, holy shit. And, and, you know, just, just for the record, we are what? When February, and it's been a month, and 22 sea turtles have washed up on the yeah. shores. Oh, my God.
2: There's like, that, that's a lot. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I wasn't sure if it's a lot or not, but it seemed like a lot to, you know, mm. like the common person. So I went mm. and asked uh, uh, one of the foundation, the local foundations in Bali, actually, who's been like helping um, to respond to these uh, sightings. And they said, yeah, it's quite extreme. So I was like, oh, okay. So it's not just me, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. and yeah just about these sea turtles are they kind of endangered actually don't know
2: I think like there's like some species that are endangered like not all of them but I do think mm-hmm. that they have been kind of like migrating to like mm-hmm. regularly um, like on these Bali waters so um, their sightings are not that how to say like uncommon but the fact that they are washing up and dead and then there's plastic found in them is what's causing concern because you know a lot of these um i think what i heard is that sea turtles eat like jellyfish so sometimes they mistake those plastic as jellyfish and they eat it and then it's you know it doesn't go well for them basically
0: oh okay poor babies you mentioned that this year um the cases are quite extreme why do you think this is so like maybe compared to previous years
2: yeah, compared to previous years, it seems like uh, there's been a lot more of these trendings. So, um, people who are involved in, you know, um, finding and taking taking care of the situation, usually like officials and also local NGOs, they're saying that it's probably because of citizen journalism as well. People are more likely to report to them and tell them when they find these things, you know, as opposed to the years before when they're just going to let it, you know, be or whatever. Um, but it could also be due to extreme weather. Um, but of course, the fact that, you know, there's like some plastic found in uh, some of the sea turtles, they are also concerned that it might be like indication that, you know, um, they're affected by increasing um, marine pollution.
0: Hmm, in that case, I might ask, I was wondering if this has anything to do with COVID, because like I would assume people are kind of staying at home. But if pollution is rising, does that mean people are, are kind of just chilling on the beach in a pandemic or what is happening?
2: oh well okay so the chilling on the beach I feel like it's a two-part answer that I can give you people are chilling on the beach okay. um okay I think it's like increasingly especially like this last few months people are just you know doing that but at the same time usually uh the like the beginning of the year is when the plastic tide would usually come to Bali uh, a lot of ways from not just Bali but also like Um, well I don't know the ocean is huge so we don't really know where those plastic are coming from but these are usually the time of the year where you would see more plastic on the beaches anyway so that could be why and you know because of COVID like um, just because you mentioned it like I think uh, we've sort of like like globally people have been you know putting up more waste because of everything that's going on the the fact that we're like maybe um doing more takeouts and all that stuff and in Mm -hmm. Asia waste management is has always been an issue and we're doing a lot of takeouts so that could definitely play into a factor but of course like that's my personal observation and just like some additional stuff that I've uh read reports on it's not like they're they're still investigating as to why this is happening too
0: mm mm-hmm. I see I see yeah, I was gonna ask about if there are laws around that like are you guys kind of serious about recycling, for example, that kind of thing is it um how do you say is recycling kind of reinforced by law over there, or what is it like
2: no waste management is just uh Yeah. Uh, No, recycling is like, okay in Bali specifically, I think there's a growing um, awareness and I would say movement maybe to uh, be more mindful about the waste that you put out there. And recycling is definitely a part of that. But officially, um, you know, waste management is just not good in any way because we don't separate our uh, household waste like even mm. if you want to do it you have to take the extra step of like creating the bids, but they all end up in like a landfill anyway um and so you know it's just it's very uh how to say concerning um mm-hmm. and as an indonesian i don't really know whether that's gonna ever improve because like for now personally i'm trying to like separate my waste and stuff but then after it's taken out by you know the people who are in charge of the trash they end up in a landfill anyway so it's like you don't know you know you don't know how much difference you're making at an individual level when everyone else Mm -hmm. is not doing the same thing if that makes sense
0: that's true that's true it's like with um being sustainable it's like if i switch my straws from plastic to metal how many turtles am i saving i don't know am i really saving the turtles don't know yeah it's like something like you know if you think about it the whole like i'm not saying
2: that individuals shouldn't be making those choices i feel like Mm -hmm. it's also important but at the like systemic level you know it's also up to these corporations and also government Mm -hmm. to actually you know do what they need to do in order to actually make a difference
0: you know exactly exactly i'm like seeing you know maybe plastic straws is the poster child for um what's being done to turtles here, but really it's the freaking corporations and they've just done a real good freaking marketing job of like moving the kind of responsibility to the individual. This is your fault for not using a plastic uh, sorry, using a bamboo straw. It's all you. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> We're being all
2: like mind uh how to say mind
0: controlled, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. true, that, true that. But yeah, I definitely wanted to know, um so this is happening in Bali, you're right. Do you think mm-hmm. it's um, happening across Indonesia as well? Or is this just a Bali problem?
2: So, in terms of, like, animals stranding on the beach, uh, I definitely see this happening more in Bali um, compared to the rest of Indonesia. But that's also mm-hmm. probably because, like, my reporting focus is on Bali, you know? But there have mm-hmm. been, like, other uh, findings um, in the last few months, but they're not as uh, frequent as the ones in Bali, I would think. But in... um. For sea turtles, I think uh, they there have been like this kind of strandings happening in other parts of the world, not just in Mali. Mm-hmm. So I would think that the extreme weather um, possibility might, you know, might be one of the things that uh, actually play into why this is happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just on extreme weather, we've seen uh, freaking Texas freezing over. Um, so, what is it like in Bali? Do Do you guys have like tsunamis or what's happening over there? Okay, tsunamis are extreme. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It's um, it's just rainy season right now. So a lot of like, um, a lot of torrential rain, um, a lot of wind, um, but nothing crazy or anything
0: mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you mentioned that this is the season when a lot of plastic um washes up on shore. Is that is that a, a yearly thing? Like I don't know. it's yeah. a Singaporean, it's like. what plastic season
2: (laughs) yeah it is it's it's a a yearly thing and usually like people would be so mad at Indonesia around like Mm -hmm. January and February because this is when all the photos are going to start circulating online and showing like our beautiful beaches being like uh just filled with trash um Mm. but yeah so it happens every year um I don't really know about like the tights schedule and all that stuff but it is an (laughs) annual thing that's like gets worse because i think like in the last few years the uh number like the weight of the trash that um people collect uh, in order to clean up the beaches has been increasing
0: mm-hmm. i see i see but yeah um, you just said something about citizen journalism is that is that kind of the big thing right now like is that how people are getting you know the information about sea turtles like finding on your explore page on instagram for example
2: yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that you would notice when you live in Bali. Like, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um, that's happening, whether it's related to the environment or, like, crimes or even really just people doing stupid shit. Um, that's mm. coming up a lot on, like, uh, Instagram and Twitter because people are reporting and sharing those, you know? Like, whether it's mm. videos or just, like, clips or, like, even blurry, like, CCTV footage, you know? Um, it's something that's growing um, significantly, I would say, in Bali. Mm. and thanks to those, I think uh, we've been seeing a lot more turtles being like you know um, reported uh, when uh, local residents uh, caught sight of them. when it's related to the uh, sea turtles, they actually help. I feel like their survival rate a little bit just because you know their first responders might actually get to them before they die and um, give them the necessary treatment. Um, because this has been like something that people who are involved in the rescues, uh, they told me that, you know, it's just important to report it first and we'll come and try our best. But if it's, you know, if it's not something that we, they can do anything about, at least it's being reported and filed officially so we can know
0: what's up. Mm, I see. And and this, uh, this organization, Yayasan Bali Besi, mm-hmm. is that it? Uh, yeah. yeah. So they they say that uh, citizens can send in um, reports of when they spot a turtle that needs help, and then they'll rush mm-hmm. straight down. Yep. 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 Amazing. Yep. Amazing. That's pretty much
2: it. And this like uh, particular foundation, they actually work really closely with like the uh, officials on this sweater. Um So it's like a collaboration, I would say, because anything mm. that involves even like whale sightings or uh, I believe shark sighting on the beach, uh, you know, they would uh, also help out because that's that's actually happened recently. This big whale um was stranded in Bali like last mm. month. Late like, last month it was like huge and um it was really one of those things that uh caught everybody by surprise just because of the sheer size of this whale.
0: Oh wait, was that the one in like um Badung, Badung Beach or something?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in
0: Buffalo see Shit. Yeah, I, I think we reported on that and then there was like, I don't know, a crane tr- uh, trying to lift the giant whale and it was like kind of rotted and yeah. then it had been dead for a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, you also mentioned like discarded fishing gear. Are people out here fishing right now?
2: Um. Yeah, people are always fishing.
0: I don't think it stopped.
2: <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> but, like, like even... <laughs> Um, Yeah, I mean, um, you know, fishermen still gotta fish, so I think uh, it's, like, more, it's not just, like, uh, leisure fishing, it's, like, you know, people actually just discarding. that, because I feel like Indonesians in general don't really have a good uh, habit about um, keeping their trash, uh, Mm. you know, clean or whatever.
0: Mm -mm. Yeah, and I guess for the fishermen that do this for a living, I guess it's really hard for you know, like in a pandemic where you have to balance being safe and staying at home, but also earning money to actually get food. There's some sort of um, government aid or laws that would kind of um, help people stay at home. Is there anything like that going on right now? Do you think? Indonesia? Nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Dude, we're so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the solution. Uh, yelling oh. about it. That's how I deal mm. with half my problems. But, you know.
2: Good, good tip. Good tip.
0: Okay, Shaney, so wasn't there a kind of plastic ban, a single use plastic ban uh, put in place in Bali? Was it Indonesia or like, I don't know?
2: Yeah, that's actually Bali's the first uh, region mm. in Indonesia to uh, put this kind of regulation in place. And it started officially in
1: 2019. Mm.
2: Yeah. And uh, ever since then, like, you know, if you go to any restaurant, uh, there's no more like plastic straws or anything like that. And technically, there's also not like uh, plastic bags. But if you go to like uh, wet markets or like traditional markets, you can still find them. But it's not like in uh, like supermarkets or uh, malls.
0: They don't have it anymore interesting interesting do you think that is a problem that you know we're trying to get the old people to kind of not use plastic anymore do you think that's like you know there's this kind of aversion to adopting the system um i think it's definitely challenging when you don't actually give an alternative you know because
2: um Mm. like for as somebody who loves going to traditional markets plastic bags is just like an essential Um, aspect if you will to the Mm. traditional market experience so when they don't know that there are these like alternatives like bags, and you know all the things that we now see being um, put online for us to buy so that we can help save the planet and all that stuff um, to the actual market sellers if they don't have this and they don't know that there's actual alternative they're just like oh okay we're just going to keep using plastic bags because that's what we know and like, mm-hmm. if you look the, at the regulation even more closely, uh, there are, okay, so plastic bags, there are different types of plastic bags, right? They're the ones that you can hold like uh, with your fingers, like the ones that they give out in supermarkets. But they're mm-hmm. also like the plastic bags that don't have the handle, if that makes sense. And those, uh, the ones that don't have handle are actually not prohibited. So, you know, there's like um, a leeway, if you will, mm. to the regulation itself.
0: Wait, is that like a ziploc bag? Yeah, the the okay, so Indonesian towns don't, don't really
2: use a ziploc bag, but imagine oh. like that kind of bag without the ziploc. <laughs> so Interesting. They usually usually like, you know, just tie with their hands or like with a rubber
0: band. Damn it. So there's like, you know, you can just sidestep the law with different kinds of plastic bags.
2: Sort of, yeah, but um, you know, this was when this was happening. It was heralded as like a huge move and very um, like a breakthrough, which it is. But in practice, there's just still a long way to go, you know. And then that happened in 2019, like officially started, I think in in the summer of 2019. Oh, summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, and then um, coronavirus happened in what like uh, March 2020. So mm-hmm. I think just when. They were about to um, really get their hands on in terms of enforcing this regulation. Um, The the pandemic happened and sort of put all those efforts to a pause.
0: Yeah. But it's like, I'm trying, I I do understand the both sides of it because it's like we're dealing with a freaking pandemic. Like plastic Mm -hmm. bags are kind of the least of my worries. But at the same time, 22 turtles, holy shit, in a month. (sighs) Like, what do you think? I guess. What can the ordinary people do or what is the perfect middle ground, would you say?
2: So I think like that's a tough question. Um, mm. I think that at the individual level, for sure, all of us have a role to play. Um, just being more conscious about our consumption and also the materials that we use. People are doing a lot more takeouts these days, especially during the pandemic. So I think mm. it's important to remember that when they... Um, May, do takeouts they are actually um, creating more waste because of the packaging and all that stuff so thinking about the best ways to order or ordering from a place that maybe use more eco-friendly products, or even like actually going out to uh, take the food instead of um, going through like a delivery service because delivery services are limited in terms of how much they can actually use you know maybe. Um, Tote bags instead of plastic bags and that kind of stuff. So, being Mm. conscious about your consumption, I would say. Love it. I hope the people listen, but yes. Okay. Yeah, it's hard, right? I mean, like, it's also a lot of effort, actually. But I mean, I think sitting idle and just letting things be mm, is also not an option, personally, at least. Yeah, for real. And just looking at the images of these turtles
0: suffering, oh my God.
2: Yeah, you don't know, right? Like, um, there's this one picture of the turtle, like a plastic uh, coming out of the mouth of the turtle. Yeah. And if you think about it, like you don't even know. What if that's your trash, you know, that ends up yeah. washed up in the sea, and you're actually causing um, this lovely turtle's death and its early <laughs> demise without knowing? I know that like sounds so dramatic, but I feel like it's a possibility because we just don't mm. know. So. Why not try to lessen that
0: possibility, you know? Mm-hmm. I love it. But yeah, I think that's all the time we have, Shaney. Thank you very much for your insight. This was, oh, it was real sad, but, you know, it's good to have these kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. I
2: hope, you know, people will be more um, aware about their own uh, actions and start doing what's best for the environment.
0: Mm-hmm. And bamboo straws are kind of cute, so, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah exactly. the cute factor
0: mm-hmm. Just do it for the aesthetic, if not for the earth. just kidding oh you know. yep yep yep
2: <laughs> <sighs> but yeah thanks Janie. thanks so much summer Bye-bye. Thanks, Shani. bye
0: bye thanks Janie. Bye. Well, holy shit, that was very insightful, but also eco-parts sad because like freaking turtles, dude, sea turtles, they're so cute. All they do is like waddle around. They don't waddle, they swim, but you know.
1: I, yeah, so sad. I I love turtles. I used to, I used to have turtles. In fact, like they didn't like pass away. Like we, we let them out like into the oh. wild. So I don't know whether that's like a, a good thing to do, but yeah.
0: Oh, it's so freaking sad. Like at first we would hear shit about how plastic straws are the culprit, but really it's it's kind of every other piece of single-use plastic in the world. But
1: oh oh my god. Yeah, this is like a it's a massive issue that we need to really, 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 really get our shit together on.
0: I know, right? Just like we're we're really leaving the next generation some bullshit, man.
1: Yeah. Like world, please, world, please.
0: Mm -hmm. let's use bamboo straws they're kind of cute
1: well that's all for this week check you guys next week bye bye Bye. oh gosh
0: (laughs) thanks for listening if you'd like to support coconuts and our weird and wondrous stories you can become a Coco Plus member at coconuts.co slash membership make a patron payment at coconuts.co slash patron or buy a fresh merch at the coconut shop at shop.coconuts.co
1: Subscribe to the podcast and leave reviews. Tell us how you feel and what you like and don't like. We're excited to hear from you. The Coconuts Podcast delivers impactful, weird, and wondrous reporting by a journalist on the ground in eight cities. Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong, Manila, Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, Yangon, and Bali. Listen to headline news and insightful interviews on matters large and small designed for people located in or curious about Southeast Asia and Hong Kong.
0: The Coconuts Podcast is a Coconuts media production. Our hosts are Summer Lee and Vim Shamugam Our executive producer is Byron Perry. Our production manager is Clarissa Cortez, and our editor is Raina Lim.